It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Hi, Heather. Before we get into the show, I have a little bit of... Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Congratulations to you and Brian on a wonderful first season of Not Quite Therapy. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. And it ended really well. I I was telling you earlier, I think that our last episode was our best one. And I think that the growth throughout the 12 episodes, um, personally and professionally, was actually, I think we did pretty all right. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I have recommended it to my friends divorced and not divorced because it's just a fun escape, a great show. I loved the development of it throughout the season and I'm really super pumped that it's all still there for anybody who has not listened yet that can go and listen to all 12 episodes um, before you start listening to Heather Solves Everything, which Heather is going to start everything. next week. I tell you what, I was thinking about your new show when I was listening to the intro. I think I've got it figured out. <laughs> you think you've got it figured out? I can't wait to hear the show. Maybe that was a little bit of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. We will see. Well, so I'm super excited about that. I can't believe that we are already here at the beginning of a new month, mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. Um, not really the August that we expected. No, and not even really the beginning anywhere. Is it like, what's, what's the date today? Like the 5th? Yeah. I mean, like we're, so we're already moving into the month. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I know. But it's okay that things aren't going exactly how we planned because by this point in the year, we are pros at just riding the wave. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, we're, I don't know about pros, but we're like, we're good at faking it now at least. Right. Well, I guess practice makes almost Perfect right. practice makes confident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I got a new mm-hmm. um, a new boogie board. My ironically, my boogie board or my kids' boogie board that I refer to as my boogie board. It's actually my boogie board that my kids took from me. Broke. Thieves. It broke at the beach. Mm. My niece took it into the, the waves, and then she came back, and she thought like she felt really bad because she thought that she broke it. And I was like, No, sweetie, this was like lo- like somebody gave Hanging this to me thread. for free yeah. mm-hmm. years ago. We have gotten our money's worth out of this thing, mm-hmm. and now I have a reason to go and buy a new one. Mm-hmm. And um, so that broken boogie board is kind of like a metaphor for life right now. <laughs> like you can get a new one. <laughs> you know, it broke. It's nobody's fault. It, it, it was happened. just worn out. And now, and, and, and that's kind of like how, where this show is going to go, because now I get to go and get a new boogie board mm-hmm. and, and choose one that is, that is of my choosing, not just one that somebody gave me and that I took. And that's what we're kind of going to talk about today. Life is like a broken boogie board. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on a shirt. Yes. Okay. So. 
as a way of getting to what I want to talk about today, I have something to recommend. Now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... Married at First Sight. Have you watched this show? Oh, I started it and I didn't like it. Okay, now I've ragged on this show in the past also. I was stuck in a hotel one time and just like zoning out to TV and I watched Married at First Sight and I looked at the TV in total disgust thinking, who thought this was a good idea? Yeah. Stupid. Well, then last night I was zoning out in front of the TV and I saw Married at First Sight and I was like, eh. So I clicked on it and I started watching season nine okay. from the first episode. And watching it from the first episode is totally different from picking it up in the middle and and judging all of the people. I got to tell you, I started with the first episode of the season and I didn't make it through the first episode. <laughs> I made it through three. And the reason is because I was so intrigued by the, um, the amount of a combination of desperation, but also bravery that the individuals showed for whatever was coming their way. I think that's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking, I know that somewhere back in a file somewhere, John has um, audio of me talking about this show that that didn't air um, from a long time ago. And the audio clip says, you're going to let your pastor pick your husband? What a bunch of fucking bullshit. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> well, you know, it so is. that was my opinion of the show. <laughs> it is kind of that because I started doing a little bit of uh, Googling and discovered that the average success rate of the marriages is like 24%, which is less than the average divorce rate of People like who people find who each actually other choose their own yeah. spouse. Mm-hmm. So the success rate of the show is not good. But it's still a fun train wreck to watch. Mm. I enjoyed it. Especially now because I don't want to watch people find honeymoon. the wrong people. Oh. No. You well, recommend, recommend it to the other people. Not me. I'm not going to watch it. So <laughs> last night I stayed up until like 11 o'clock, which is, you know, that is not like me at all. Mm-hmm, watching the show because mm-hmm. I couldn't stop watching it. And then this morning, I did something that I never do. I never, ever, ever go for the spoilers. I never. But I I love to go for the spoilers. I hardly ever do it, but once in a while, it's fun. When I used to watch Grey's Anatomy faithfully, I'd be like, what's going to happen? I don't want spoilers. I don't want spoilers, but I did it this time. And now I don't need to watch it anymore. Like, the the magic is gone because I know who broke up and who stayed together. And so I feel like I don't need to watch it anymore. Well, that's kind of good. You know what? The the show that I actually went a little bit spoiler crazy for, what the heck is that show called? Oh, The Masked Singer. What's that? Oh my gosh, The Masked Singer is amazing. It's um people, celebrities are dressed up in like super oh. super elaborate costumes and then they come out and they sing a song and the judging panel tries to guess who's in there and if they're a professional singer or if they're um somebody else and yeah, it's it's so great. It's so so great. Wow, I just Googled it, and the... The costumes are yes, something. Yes, the they, costumes. Yeah, wow. the costuming is, is interesting, yeah. Well, so watching Married at First Sight and and watching these people who, for whatever reason, have decided that this is a good idea to mm-hmm. become legally married to somebody that they've never met before mm-hmm. made me wonder about the topic that is inside of the grab bag. What is What that? did they come up with now? Ew! 
Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. I wonder how much do you rely on your gut instinct when it comes to making decisions about your life? Fairly significantly. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Yeah, I think that I... Um, I mean, I spent a lot of years as a scientist, and we've talked about swinging that pendulum back mm-hmm. and forth. And yeah. I am, I, I, I think I know I've said on this show before. I don't feel like my gut's ever been wrong. It's never steered me wrong. Like it, like I don't know. I just that's what I listen to. That's yeah. what I listen to. I listen to. I'm like, I don't know where it comes from. If, if it's you know just the result of past experience, if it's whatever. But if I have a feeling about something, I will usually pursue it. I mean, and that's not to say that I don't make mistakes because I absolutely do. And sometimes I'll chase something too long or something too hard or you know or you know it doesn't have a successful like a long term successful outcome. You know, but yeah, I, I make a lot of my decisions based on. How it feels in my gut. Me too. I I trust my gut almost all the time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I might even say all the time. Um, Because there have been times in the past when I have not gone with my gut and I turned out that was wrong. And so it has given me more confidence in my instincts. Now, I will say, and I I think we've actually said this before too, that I, I do use data to make decisions too. And I think that data can influence my gut feelings on things when I say I trust my gut I would say that it's more in like um emotional relationships and in you know um in friendships and social experiences probably more so than you know like work experiences or or things like that you know so like if I'm making a decision for my job or for my employees yes I'll have some kind of sense of you know this is right or wrong, but ultimately a lot of facts and data and numbers will go into that too. So there are different kinds of decisions, but when it's decisions about, you know, my own heart and who I'm going to spend my time with and those kind of things, I make those with my gut very much. I especially rely on my gut instincts when I have two choices to make that are relatively close in pros and cons, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I know which one I'm leaning towards or I know which one I feel is instinctively Mm going to be the right choice. Sometimes, um, sometimes my heart disagrees with my Mm -hmm. gut. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I know I'm supposed to quit that. I know, but But. I don't really want to. (laughs) I don't want to. I I know that it would be better for me, but you don't want to, you know? So yeah. Yeah. But you're, but when that little tickle is at the back of your brain going, but you're going to have to eventually, Mm -hmm. you know, then I might put it off as long as possible. Right. But oh yeah. But ultimately, I'll I'll trust that instinct. Most people think that Richard Branson is a pretty successful guy. Mm-hmm. He says, I rely far more on gut instinct than researching huge amounts of statistics. And I think that's kind of along the same lines of what you were just saying. It's not that data is not relevant or necessary mm-hmm. but uh, at the end of the at the end of the discovery process you know you know you have to trust yourself and i think that a lot of it comes from whether or not you have the confidence that no matter what happens you're able to fix it mm-hmm. that it's a calculated risk based on your ability to put things back the way they should be i think i try to rely on my, my dad used to always say you know what is right is not always popular and what is popular is not always right. So if I know that something is right, even if it's not what I really want to do, but if I know in my gut that it's right, 
then yeah, that's the decision that I'm going to end up making, you know? Well, a lot of business owners say that um, trusting their gut um, and relying on soft factors and instinct help them make key decisions 62% of the time. And gaming experts at an organization called 888 Casino, um, they have done research that shows that intuitive decision-making can be effective up to a whopping 90% of the time. Wow. 90%. I, I mean, I... I tend to lean in favor of that. I think that's probably true. So I wonder how many of those people who were standing at the altar had a feeling, had a voice in their head saying, this is stupid. Oh, my Don't gosh. do this. I bet you pretty much all of them. Yeah. Even their 26%, those, they just haven't got divorced yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. So I'm also curious to know. Curious to know. How gut instinct plays into knowing that it's time to make a change in your life, like a dramatic mm-hmm. shift of course, or getting back onto a course that you used to be on, mm-hmm. and how we get those signals from the universe that you know, the um, the square peg is not fitting in the round hole, and no matter how hard we try, it never will, mm-hmm. and it's time to, to tr- stop trying and move on. I think you can only hide from yourself for so long. I think that's true. You know, you can only hide from yourself for so long. You probably knew it all along. Like, I had a relationship that ended recently. Mm-hmm. And it was such a nice relationship. It really was. Like, you know, it was a great guy. And we dated for, like, 15 months, you know. And probably the most kind. It's just a wonderful guy. And if I look back from mm. the very beginning... I was like, yeah, but it's just going to be a casual thing. Yeah, but it's going to be, you know, whatever. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to fall in love. You know, and, and I felt like I was constantly like, well, it's probably going to end, you know, by, around Christmas or it's probably going to, you know, and then and then we get into the pandemic and then we get into, you know, and and he's so kind and he's so great and he's one. There is not a negative thing that I would say about him ever, you know, and and we just weren't necessarily perfect for one another we like each other everything is great but you know I just there was always this feeling like this isn't going to be the thing he's brand newly divorced in fact he just his divorce was final in February which is just a few months ago you know um and needs to have some time to work through those kind of things when it it was a very healthy thing for both of us but I think even if I look all the way back in the beginning it wasn't going to be a lasting thing and I could say yeah but that's cool because it's a fun thing and Mm -hmm. it's a you know like and you know and I finally got to a point where I'm like if you just keep doing this you don't you're not making space for something more appropriate for you you know I could I could still be doing it today I could still be doing it five months from now and we would be fine it would be pleasant we would be happy you know but we also were never we, we weren't moving toward a a bigger thing and so finally I'm like all right you know what we need to do if the intention if I want to set the intention that I'm going to find a meaningful lasting relationship then I'm gonna have to put this perfectly nice but not long-term thing aside that's fair yeah yeah 
I have a um, I have a married person's version of that. Okay, has to do with plants at my house. <laughs> Boogie boards and plants. Is this episode called Boogie Boards and Plants? <laughs> Maybe we should not name it that. Room to grow are the words that came to mind when you were talking about that. Mm. I have some house plants that um, I was frustrated with because they, um, on paper. Should have been working. They should have been growing. They mm-hmm. should have been sprouting new leaves and taking root. And um, I was following the instructions, and it, they weren't thriving. Mm-hmm. And then, um, literally yesterday, it like like you could have seen the light bulb go off over my head. Duh! They need bigger pots. I need to give them room to grow. Yeah. And so I um, I did. I replanted them in different pots, and I mm-hmm. moved them around, and I put them in different places. And um, you know, I I have. My instinct tells me that now that I have given them room to grow, mm-hmm. room to stretch out, they're going to thrive and and sprout new life. I think life. that's a beautiful example. Very good. Well, I think that, you know, we can see examples of that in so many areas of our life. And I find that many times we trick ourselves into thinking that we have to choose logic or instinct or we have to choose planning or trusting the universe and i actually think that a hybrid is is where we need Mm -hmm. to be um a lot of times with with my clients um you know we spend a lot of time um i call it recalibrating you know like when you're Mm -hmm. like when google tells you like you know recalibrating or um what does she say recalculating recalculating Getting back on track, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and the first step is recognizing that you've gotten off track. Right. And so I am always mm-hmm. curious to know what are the signals that people get that they're off track? I mean, I know how I feel when my universe is giving me signals. Yeah, I guess part of it is just that, that gut thing, right? Part mm-hmm. of it is yeah. just there, there's a little bit of unrest. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of, like I said, that tickle in the back of your brain going, mm, I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. So I think there's just a, a little bit of that. I think that there's um, what kind of signals. Well, let's hear what you got, Heather. Let's hear what you got. Well, I think it's kind of along the same lines, you know, of just um, having to feel like I have to constantly rally energy to, to think mm-hmm. about something. Mm-hmm. Like I have to, um, I don't welcome the thoughts, you know, and, and when um, a project or a relationship or, you know, some circumstance comes into my mind, it feels like a, a burden might yeah, not be the if right you're, word. If you're experiencing avoidance to a person or a situation, mm-hmm. then you might know that it's, you know, if you're like, ooh, I'd rather not go yeah. deal with that, you know, then that would be a definite signal, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder um, how many times people are living, living by is not really the words that I want to use. What I want to say is, I wonder how many people have a vision for their life that they have um, envisioned. (laughs) (laughs) Have you envisioned your vision? You envisioned a vision for your vision? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that they check themselves against. And when I start noticing that I'm not feeling comfortable in my life, when I check myself against the vision that I've created for my life, um, it's pretty obvious that I've gotten off track and Mm -hmm. I need to get back on track. Yeah. Um, Actually, to harken back again to your thank you very much praise earlier for Not Quite Therapy, our finale episode 
deals with a lot of things with this and Mm -hmm. a a lot of things with setting intention Mm -hmm. and making space for things that are new. And I guess another sign or signal could be if things feel cluttered, if things feel a little bit, you know, too heavy. If you look around and you don't feel like you've got space to stretch out and stretch your wings and, you know, and set those intentions, then maybe you're not in the right place today. Yeah. I agree. Well, so I really, really like this time of year because typically we would normally be getting ready to go back to school. And, you know, Mm -hmm. some of us are going back to school. Some of us are not going back to school yet. Um, But regardless of what your status is in that regard, this is the time of year when we start to feel the shift. Mm -hmm. And we shift from summer into fall. We shift from vacation mode into work mode and we hopefully will be feeling a shift in weather (laughs) yes at some point today Uh, i sweated it out man my run was rough yeah and um and so it's also you know soon in about a month we'll be a shift into a new season you know we'll shift into autumn and I find that this is a really nice time to start thinking about the next chapter and what we what intentions we want to set for ourselves in the future and then really paying attention to that balance between what can I plan for and what am I going to make room for mm-hmm. and and what's the what how we how do we balance those two things out yeah one way that um, that I read about, and I'm going to put this article into the show notes in case anybody wants to read the full thing, um, and I really liked the idea, um, is the idea of you have to place a period before you can start a new sentence. I like that. And, of course, I took that and ran to other um, iterations. Does it have to be a period? Could it be another type of quotation mark you know what I like that too and actually I was just making myself a note that sometimes and like in my in my recent situation so you know like I said there was a breakup right there was also I decided at the same time you know what I have let alcohol creep back into my life too strongly like I uh, you know it wasn't just I'm having a drink you know, once a week at dinner with a friend. I was drinking fairly regularly during the pandemic. And that's not what I want for my life. So I felt like I also want to strip that out of my life. Right. And that, and, and then I had a couple, I had a couple friendships that were taking up too much of my emotion and my like intimate time for me to be able to look for something new. So I stripped everything out. Right. I took it all back. I, I took like three or four major things in my life and I stripped them all out. And sometimes I don't like that I am a person that I feel like I got to take it down to the nails. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I can't just look at it and be like, if I repaint this wall, it might be okay. I'm like, I need to tear it down to the studs and, you know, and start the drywall over. And sometimes I don't dig that about myself. And sometimes, like, so, I mean, I have grappled even in the last week or so with, did I need to get rid of alcohol and the boyfriend and the friends could I have just done just alcohol and the boyfriend or just alcohol and the friends or you know just alcohol you know or you know or yeah so it's it's kind of all these things but you know what Heather it's nice because I can strip it back I can put that period there and then we can always edit right we can always edit so I can say you know what now that I've had some time to sit with this to sit with this body of work and look at it Maybe 
it should have been a comma on this piece of it. Maybe I needed a hard reset on the other, you know, that's it's a, you know, like a like a ding. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a <laughs> enter. Like, yeah, all the way down to a new line of like four paragraphs. Right. New, uh, what is it? Page what was it? Page um, return. New page. New pa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Page break. Like, page break. Yeah. Maybe a page break on some of them, you know. So I I like that idea. Like yes, you have to put a period, you know, to truly move on to something new. But you, there, you can also edit, and maybe different punctuation is not always bad. I really enjoyed thinking about the different types of punctuation that we could use in between chapters of our life. I really liked thinking about, you know, would there be quotation marks and what would be between them? Mm-hmm. You know, I really like the idea of a semicolon. You know, I I would tattoo a semicolon on you. I said, we was it last week you asked me what I would tattoo on you? I yeah. would give you a semicolon tattoo and I on, know, like, your wrist. I know that that is meaningful of something, mm-hmm. and I meant to look it up, but I can't remember what I it was. I think it's the joining of two things that make sense together but could also be separate. That's, that's what I, I love. I mean, that's what a semicolon is for. And that's you know? what I love about a semicolon. And I remember the first time that I really, truly learned about semicolons. I was, mm-hmm. a, uh, was a kid. Um, in elementary school and we were in the library and a real bona fide author had come to speak to us about writing books and I was the biggest fangirl. I could not believe that I was going to meet somebody who had actually written and published a book. Uh And he was really just talking about his story creation process like Nobody was interested in what he was talking about except for me. I hung on every word. And he talked about semicolons. And and he talked about, he. one thing he taught us was that a sentence can be one word. Mm-hmm. A sentence can be, oh. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> period. Mm-hmm. And I that blew my mind. Yeah. And then also a semicolon. You can have two independent thoughts that could stand alone. Right. But you can join them together with a semicolon. Mm-hmm. And that just opened up so much for me and I think that our lives are like that so many times we feel like like you experienced I need to wipe this away and start clean Mm -hmm. I need a period and a hard return and a new page well I like you as you kind of started talking about this you used the word chapter Mm. you said as we start a new chapter of our life so in our writing and book analogy here that we're doing it made me think too I have a friend who we have a running joke he believes this is my uh my friend Rick across the Mm -hmm. pond um Rick has a running joke with me that my life is like the Truman show right he says I have like millions of viewers and (laughs) and uh I was telling him about some of these transitions I'm making, and he's like, oh, my gosh, we're killing off the cast. And he's like, who's going to be recast for next season? And he expects it. I mean, it comes back in late August. That's when television comes back, right? You know, so he's like, well, go work on casting. You know, I've, I've only got like two weeks. i got to get on this, you know. And he's like, we need to recast, you know, some of these central characters that we're losing, you know. And that's kind of what it is when you when you close a chapter – in relationships or in activities or in, you know, friendships or what, whatever it is that was taking up your time, something else will come in and fill up that time. Oh, yes. You know, some, something else will creep in, Some someone new, you know. And during the pandemic, it was really scary to let go of, you know, someone who is very caring and who really, you know, treat, treats me spectacularly well, you know. And 
I'm like, am I crazy? Am I absolutely crazy to close these doors during a time when not, no, nothing's going to come in, nothing's going to open? And you know what? I'm already meeting new people who you don't know if they're going to become meaningful, if they're not going to become meaningful. But life didn't stop because I closed some doors. Something's always going to come in and start to fill fill up your time and fill up your if energy. you make space for it if you make space if for you it. make space for it, it nothing mm-hmm. can come in if you refuse to make space yeah for it. if all the doors are closed mm-hmm. and you're standing in the room you know then <laughs> nothing's nothing's coming if they're all closed and locked you know nothing's coming in but if you open them all up mm-hmm. yeah something's gonna come through eventually well i encourage our listeners to think about um, your chapter right now, where are you in your story? Are you near a cliffhanger? Is it time <laughs> for a plot twist? Is it the end of a chapter and the beginning of another one? Um, you know, what type of punctuation um, are you using in August and, um, and, and what's coming up for you? Um, and, and since we are in a time of life when writing those chapters can be difficult because mm-hmm of the circumstances that we find ourselves in these days. It seems like maybe we're living in like a tragedy, (laughs) maybe an apocalyptic horror movie, science fiction, the Twilight Zone. The setting has changed. The (laughs) backdrop is a little different than last season. Yeah. Well, true to form, I have some good news. Good. I have good news, you guys. Everything is actually pretty great. Mm. Yeah. I was so convinced and it's just so certain that contrary to what the internet may tell you, that things are actually really, really good right now, that I went online and I looked for reasons to back me up. Like, surely I'm not the only person who thinks this. I'd love to hear this. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered was a little bit um, lackluster, was not impressive to me. Because what I really discovered was plenty of people had written articles about how life is great because if you woke up with a roof over your head, hey, you're doing pretty good. If you had food to eat, doing pretty good. If you're safe, doing pretty good. And that felt to me like reasons why things could be worse. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. And in fact, I, I, I told you off the air, I've... I did a like a Facebook post the other day that was kind of gripey, honestly. And I was like, look... I'm still grateful for the things (laughs) that are in life that I'm grateful that I have, you know, healthy children and that I'm healthy. I'm grateful that I have good friends and, and, you know, wonderful siblings. I'm grateful that I'm financially stable and that I still have something to go do to occupy my time, you know, every day. I'm grateful for those things. What I'm having trouble with is being positive about the environment in the future. You know, that that's where my problem lies. It's not in a lack of gratitude for, you know, like like you said, those those are things to be like, yeah, I mean, it could be even worse. It could be even I, I definitely recognize it could be even worse. That's what I call quit your bitching positivity. <laughs> like that is not positivity. I'm going to help you with your environment. Here. All right. So the Internet had no reason. So I came up with reasons. Here's the first one. Heather solves everything. That's right. Have a better plug. (laughs) Reason number one why life is great right now. We have more transparency in life than we ever have before. 
you want to find stuff out, you can. It You might not be positive that it's true, but there are so many ways to call bullshit on things right now that we have more transparency and can get to the top faster than ever before. Yeah, I think that there's truth in that. And I think that even, even that, uh, even that post that I was just saying that I did where I'm like, I'm not very happy right now and I'm tired of carrying this stuff and I want somebody else to come and carry it for me. That's not the kind of thing that we've ever put forward on even social media before, you know, like to be transparent about, guess what? I am kind of in a icky place and, um, we, we didn't talk about that. We just wanted to show smiley faces, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, we can get information. We can speak our minds and we are at a place where, I mean, we're kind of at a, like, we've thrown our hands up. <laughs> and I mean, there is some beauty in that, right? Absolutely. There is some beauty in that. I think so. I also, reason number two, history has shown times of adversity favor the innovative and hardworking. Of no, which I like we are. Too. We are. We yes. are innovative and we are hardworking. Therefore, we are finely tuned for just this time in history. Yeah, the people who are going to be most successful right now, the companies that are going to survive the, you know, are going to be the innovators and the people who make change and the people who do things a little bit differently. Not the ones who are waiting around for things to go back to normal. That will not happen. Right. We have to find a new way. I thought it was interesting um, yesterday when I came in, was the guest host on the morning show. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a segment where a couple of guests were in here and they were talking about, well, how could we change school? We talked quite a bit about education. You know, how could we make changes to, you know, how could we get kids out? Maybe we, maybe we use churches during the day as schools to make classroom sizes smaller and to get people further away from each other. And I just thought it was interesting. Like, I mean, not every idea is going to be a good idea necessarily, but we need people to be putting ideas out there right now mm-hmm. for how to innovate and change things. Absolutely. Reason number three, things are so screwed up right now that even if we mess up, nobody <laughs> will even notice. <laughs> there are such bigger fish to fry. Our mistakes are going to be not even hit the radar. That's true. So go for it. License to fail. Yes, absolutely. License to fail. And the last reason why things are so great right now is we are free of the past. July is over. Mm-hmm. Most of 2020 is over, right? We are free from the past and we can move forward unencumbered by it. We can put it on our backs and carry it with us if we want to, but that's a choice. Yeah, I think when you start to rephrase things as an opportunity, it starts to feel a lot better, you know? So if you're looking at if you're looking at all you lost, if you're looking at all you let go, then that's a very different mindset than looking at the space you made and looking at the intentions that you set. And actually, if you don't mind, I'm going to give you a Heather's quote. Oh. i give you a quote for today. You don't have a quote, do you? Okay, good. No, I don't. You don't have a quote today? So I'm going to give you a quote that I think is very nice that I'm actually going to have framed and hung up on my wall at my home because I like this quote. I'm going to give you the long version, okay. even though the short version is what I'm putting on my wall. This is by um, L.R. Nost. Do not be dismayed by the brokenness of the world. All things break, and all things can be mended, not with time, as they say, but with intention. So go, love intentionally, love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. 
the broken world waits in darkness for the light that is you. Oh my gosh, that's just so beautiful. It's all so things where we are. Break. All things break. And to have the expectation that they're not going to just sets us up yeah. for failure. It really does. And um, like a mantra that I kind of set, I just give myself those three words, all things break, mm-hmm. you know, and I n- like my mind always fills in the rest, but all things can be mended. Yes. You know? And I love that. Not with time, but with intention, yes. you know, so we can't just let time tick by and think that some magic trick is going to happen. But with intention, yeah. when we set those intentions and when we're mindful, isn't that nice? Do not be dismayed by the brokenness of the world. All things break. Mm-hmm. Everything breaks. Giving ourselves room to grow so that we can put those intentions in place and give them give them room to take root. Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay, guys, school is almost back in session. So it is time for us to have a little bit of... Don't forget your homework. All right, guys. So all things break, but they can be mended through intention. And so this is what I want you to do this month in August, this month of transition, this month of new chapters, is to go beyond August, go into November, go into December, go a few months in the future, and set some intentions. Um, One thing that I encourage my clients to do often when we are visioning and when we are trying to to come up with those intentions and and creating, um, painting a picture of where we want things to go, I encourage them to go into the future and write a letter back to themselves. Oh, how sweet. From that new place. Mm -hmm. And I really like to envision that being like a vacation process where you have gone to this wonderful destination and you're writing back to a friend, describing where you are, the setting, what you're doing, what's the weather like, who are you with, what are the sounds, and really paint a picture of that place where you're going. And then the most critical part of that letter is to take the first steps towards identifying the action the action steps that need to be taken to get there and that's by filling in the sentence i'm so glad that i blank mm-hmm. and so that's your homework guys think a few months into the future look to the future of 2020 and create some space give yourself room to grow and then set some intentions then look back and write to yourself about that beautiful place where you are and then be sure to say I'm so glad I what what did you do that got you to that place and I'm always curious to know what you come up with oh I love it Heather this is the show we were supposed to make today Woo! Woo! all right this is the day all right guys <laughs> until next time bye Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.